0: Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcasts with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Today, I want to just stand as uh, the pastor of this great church to encourage the church. Uh, So many things are happening in our nation and we all need hope. We all need strength in our inner man. In Isaiah 61, from verses 1 to 2, it is clear that one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to heal the broken heart. Now, the Holy Spirit does not just heal broken bodies, it also heals broken hearts. Emotional healing is as important as physical healing. And this morning I pray that even as we partake of his flesh and his blood, the power of the Holy Spirit will make us whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 61 verse 1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. So one of the missions of the Holy Spirit is to heal those who are broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those that are bound. Now, uh, verse this verse one, if you can help us with the easy to read version, uh, easy to read version. The reason why God wants to heal the broken heart is because there are things that the enemy does that breaks our heart. The enemy comes to steal To kill and to destroy. God knows that. That's why he's a God of restoration. When the enemy steals from us, God wants to restore. When the enemy causes any kind of sorrow, God wants to heal our broken heart. Verse 1, here says, The spirit of the Lord God is on me. The Lord has chosen me to tell good news to the poor and to comfort those who are sad. He knows that things happen at times that makes us sad. Things that we never bargained for. The enemies uh, sneaking in, stealing jobs, stealing people, killing people, people's health, people's lives. But God says, I will comfort all that mourn." said, the spirit of Lord is upon me. The Lord has chosen me to tell good news to, to the poor, to comfort those who are sad. He sent me to tell the captives and prisoners that they have been set free. Today, I say anyone in captivity is set free in the name of Jesus. I can't hear you loud, amen. Amen. If you're under the sound of my voice and there is a terminal sickness in your body, I'm here sent by the Holy Spirit. And as you partake of his flesh and his blood, the fountain of it will dry up in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the disease, whatever the name, we bring it under the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the very root of that sickness dries up in the name of Jesus Put your hand on your chest. Say, I shall live and not die. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. I shall live and not die. The enemy is a thief. How do we handle certain challenges when they come? The loss of a loved one. The loss of a job. The stealing of Satan. I saw something... In Acts chapter 12, from verse 1. Acts chapter 12, we read it at the Midnight Encounter, and I think it will help us in dealing with losses when they happen. Now, about that time, the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Verse 2, then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. It wasn't God that killed James. It was the enemy. God's agenda for us is not premature death. It's the enemy that steals. And sometimes he comes into a community and steals people's lives through sickness, through disease, through a mishap. He came and, 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 and you know, he, 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 killed, he killed James. And because he saw that he pleased the Jews, at that time those Jews were enemies of the church, he proceeded further. And that's what we are saying. In the midst of any loss, we must stand our ground that there shall be no more loss. He saw that um, he pleased the enemy, so he he now proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the unleavened bread, verse 4. So when he had arrested Peter or him, he put him in prison and delivered him to force courts or soldiers to keep him, intending also to bring him before the people after Passover. He wanted to do the same thing to Peter, because the first one worked. But something happened in verse 5 that will always make a difference. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer. Somebody say constant prayer. Uh, you have to say constantly with your mouth. Say it again. Constant say it louder. Constant prayers. Uh, not short-term prayers. Not one day prayer. Constant persistent prayers. So as a church we need to continue with our prayer power. Prayer responsibility. That is where the power base is. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. It wasn't individual prayers. It was community prayers. It was united prayers. It was you know teams praying together to stop the hand of Satan and that's my first recommendation in the midst of a loss there's shedding of tears a lot of heart pains but in the midst of that you must raise the altar of prayers collectively glory to God and then they began to pray can we have the next verse please they began to pray that Lord this affliction must not arise again and when Herod was about to bring him out that night Peter Sleeping, bound with two chains between the two soldiers. And the guards, therefore, before the door was keeping the prison. Verse 7. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. And a light shone in the prison. I declare that anyone in any kind of prison, as we continue to pray, the light of God will shine. I said the light of God will shine. Now the ministry of that angel... And the shining was a result of united prayers. It's not that they happened by, by, by luck or by chance. They prayed. Maybe they didn't pray the first time. Maybe something went wrong. We can't tell what went wrong. But whatever it is, God, this affliction must not arise again. Now behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him and the light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up. And said, rest quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Verse 8. Then the angel angel said to him, guard yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Verse 9. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Every agenda of hell against anyone in this assembly to cut short their lives or to destroy their homes. I command the angel of rescue to minister for everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. And then that particular king that was after them ended up dying himself by the end of that chapter. So in the midst of a loss, we need to continue with our prayer cover. And I want to challenge everyone in this assembly. It's not a time to be dozing. It's not a time to be lazy spiritually. We must keep the prayer fire up. Family-wise, various teams in church, uh, prayer teams pray, but the praise team must pray too. Protocol teams must pray, not just protocoling, pray. Ushering, we must pray. Everybody must pray together. Teams must pray. Ministers, thank God ministers will do a lot of prayers, pastors will do a lot of prayer, but all the other teams must keep praying. United prayer produces greater fruits. Glory to God. And then when you experience a loss, you must find closure. Many times when people go through things, it affects their next season. It affects their next step because they've not found closure to what happened. What is closure? Why did this thing happen? Or how can I get comfort from God? What can I do? For something that would happen that will help you move on while you you know you you, you you go through the pain but you're able to move on because a, a tragedy can hijack a destiny there are many people here perhaps maybe you've lost your brother or, or mom or something and if you have not found closure with God that can hold your life hostage for another 10 years and by the time you sit down and check it, Wow, it was since 10 years ago when your mom died or when your brother died or something, you didn't find closure. I want to encourage people, when, even when you lose a job or a relationship, always ask God to help you find closure. Very important. I do that a lot. There must, okay, this has happened. I can't change it. But I, I need to be able to heal. I need to be able to ride on it positively. I need to be able to move on. So, Lord, help me to find closure. Now, there are various ways that God helps people to find closure. For some people, uh, it will come with a revelation to you. That's why when we have a loss, it's not, uh, thank God for people's empathy. Oh, sorry, Uh, you know, we pray for people, which is one of the most important things we do for each other. Because the strongest comfort... The one that works best is the one that happens inside you. And it happens by the Holy Spirit. You just know that, yes, I, I, I am okay now. It might take some months. It depends on how you process with the Holy Spirit. But closure is important. You've lost a job and it looks mysterious. Many things that happen to us at times appear mysterious. Holy Spirit, what, what, what happened? I, I need to find closure. If there are hidden matters that you need to know that will help your heart, the Holy Ghost will dig it out. I mean, if for instance, maybe in your office, there was a conspiracy, you didn't do anything wrong, there was a conspiracy against you, and they just got you out, and then when you are gotten out, you look, you look mysterious. When you pray for closure, the Holy Ghost can help dig out that information, and then you get to know that it wasn't you. It wasn't you that is them, but don't worry. I will give you a better job. That's closure. And if it's something on your side, you know, uh, something, I prayed about something yesterday for, for the last three days. Uh, it's been on my, it's a burden on my heart uh, about um, one of our relationships that we have as a, as a family. I said, God, I need some instruction on this. And then with, uh, Pastor Nia, we this morning, so we went in the office together just now and he started talking about it. He, did, he, he was just talking lavishly. He was answering in details what I prayed about. He didn't know. I didn't even tell him. But when you pray to God, he will get to you. He was telling, he was saying, it specifically calling the names this morning, just now. So if you've lost a job, for instance, and maybe it's something on your side that you didn't know, and you are reacting to God, you understand? Something will happen that will help you see that it was you. Maybe laziness, maybe something, and then you it will help you find closure. That can happen when we lose someone, a dear friend, a family member, you know, and it looks like, wow, how am I going to survive this? I love him. He's close to me. How am I going to survive this? How? God, I, 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 just ask him for closure. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church, at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church, think greatness, achieve greatness.